Welcome to the One Life for Life podcast, where we're focused on ending abortion one county at a time. One Life for Life training podcast where we are committed uh, to seeing abortion ended beginning in Genesee County and beyond. Uh, I'm Eric Stewart here joined uh, by one of our leaders and missionaries, Justin Phillips. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Excited about this topic today. And also uh, in studio, we have our uh, video uh, expert and audio doing doing everything on the ones and twos right i think is the way you say it right so they don't have a mic on them so they can't say anything back though but he's on the ones and twos he's on the ones and twos Mm -hmm. and and our pastor of gathering from from one life church is sitting over there what's up dan dan yeah you still can't hear him so (laughs) (laughs) he nodded yeah uh but yeah super excited about the topic today justin we're gonna talk about messaging to the workers uh, as we're stationed on site at these abortion mills across the country, uh, very important that we kind of talk through what our uh, message to the workers is, how we're uh, engaging them, what to do, what not to do. And uh, I think it's something that the Lord's taught us a lot over the last 18 months as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a- as you think back over the the last 18 months, like what are some um, changes that you've seen, like like how God's dealt with you in your heart uh, as far as the way we should interact with the workers and uh, maybe just give kind of a snapshot of some things that we've been talking through recently. Well, so like, I guess a big thing would be, um, is, is we want the gospel to be the main, the, the only thing that's offensive to them and not, and not the other things that we could say, or because it gets us in the flesh when we're trying to get under their skin or saying things to, like kind of like psychological warfare type of way yeah. because we do want them to leave and not work there anymore we want them that place to close down but you can get into the mode of of trying to get under their skin and then it, that gets you in the flesh and then which is the place we we can't be out there yeah yeah so really um i mean some things early on that we would have done right is we yeah tried to play mind games with them tried to really get in their mind called it psychological warfare so really uh what you're just sharing is we're really like, hey, man, I, I don't know if God's honored in that. Yeah, and we really want the gospel to be be the offense, not us personally, uh, which is huge because they're a lost soul, right? Like yeah. they, uh, they're they're working here. Yes, they're killing babies, and yes, they're they're murderers because they're involved in it. But at the same time, they're they're lost souls. And I know an illustration that I've been using on this topic um, relates to something I read uh, a few months back. Uh, it was a story about John Newton. Uh, or a hypothetical story about him. Of course, we know John Newton was a captain of a slave ship during the uh, slave trade in England. He was one of the main captains, and there's no telling how many people died under his leadership. Uh, Certainly hundreds, but probably thousands into the tens of thousands of people died as he was kidnapping uh, 
people from Africa and taking them to make a profit and, and selling them. He was part of that. But the, the illustration goes like this is, is picture, uh, imagine that you were could go back in time and you were in the room with John Newton and you had two, uh, objects set before you. One was a, a sword and you could take that sword and you could end his life. The other was the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. And if you could go back in time and go back in history and you think about that, which one of those weapons would you use? And I think a lot of times in our flesh, we would say, well, man, like if I could use the sword, I could take him out. Then he could no longer be part of that. The injustice of the slave trade, like people would no longer die under his care. The only problem with that is another John Newton would take his place, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you use the sword of the spirit and he comes to faith in Christ, then maybe he could be an instrument God uses to actually end it once and for all, which is exactly what happened. Like John Newton actually came to faith in Jesus Christ and became the mentor to William Wilberforce. And William Wilberforce was God's instrument that he used to end the slave trade in England. Um, so for us, the same thing we're thinking is we want our weapon to be the sword of the spirit. The word of God is our authority and what we want to yield as we interact with these workers. Yeah. And cause it, and it kind of goes to resting on the sovereignty of God also, you know, because God vengeance is God's. Yep. He judges perfectly and he is the judge of all. And so, and then, so we rest in that knowing and knowing that justice will be done and we're there and we can love them because of that, because we know that it will be taken care of and he's over all of it. And we get to love them and proclaim the gospel to them. And then like, Lord willing, it'd be awesome if he saved one of them and they yeah. use that person to end abortion. Yeah. Cause they've been doing it for decades and they know all the ins and outs. All, they, they know the horrific nature of it, but they're just worshiping and giving their life over to that false yeah. God. Yeah, so that should really be our prayer. I mean, you hit a great point is to be hopeful that God will actually save these workers, yeah. like that he'll convict them of sin, they'll come to faith in Christ, and then he'll use them to help in this. So, yeah, great perspective on that. And and just, yeah, resting in God's sovereignty and, and trusting in that. Yeah, because it kind of seems like, don't you think, like if if we're trying to get in their head and we're trying to do those things, we're trying to, we're not resting in sovereignty. We're trying to be sovereign over it. Yep. To end it when earlier or whatever. Yeah. When it's going to end when God decides it's going to end. When he decides it's going to end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Through his word being proclaimed. Absolutely. Great yeah. point. Like we're, yeah, trying to play uh, a, a role of God in that rather than allowing him to work through the means he's chosen to work through, which is the, the Holy Spirit through the word being proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So that's kind of a, kind of a 30,000 foot overview, just like big picture, the, the, the attitude and the mindset we want to have going into engaging the workers. Now let's talk some specifics. So as the workers arrive in the morning and they come into the clinic to begin, um, either setting up appointments for babies to be murdered or to actually begin murdering on that day, uh, what are some specific things that we want to say to them when they first arrive yeah so you'd want to say um you know plead with them not to do this today and especially well we know when the kill days are and info days but um just and i i always like to say it's um another day another morning and i'm here again today to proclaim the truth to you in love and to tell you you don't have to do this again today you know that there's just leave this place and don't do this today because 
babies are going to die in there at yeah. your hand, you know, and so yeah that's like a like a pleading with them not to do this today there's still time where you can leave this before the babies die yeah yeah that's good so maybe if we could just put it uh just just hearing you and some things we've interacted on put it in some bullet points one uh would be to remind them of why we're there Mm -hmm. like that's a very very important thing uh Legally, too, like long term, it's very important that on record that we are continually saying that the the only reason we are there is nothing personal against them, mm. but that they're killing babies. Yeah. So so to message that a call to repentance, which is what you articulated with that, like like pleading with them, like turn away from this, flee mm. from this place. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know also uh, we, we always bring the gospel to them. Yeah. Right. Like yep. clearly articulate that. You know, yes, repent and turn from this place, but in your turning, uh, don't turn to another idol in your life, but turn to, to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think if we focus on those three things, right, that's that's yeah. very good interaction as, as we're coming in. And uh, definitely still use the terms, use murder, mm-hmm. like remind them we're here because babies are being murdered. We call you to stop murdering babies uh, and call them out of that and point them to Christ. So that's good. Yeah, and then, uh, so uh, another question, just work through on that. Um, do you interact with, do you interact with um, different workers differently? Like, are, is it just a blanket message that you're saying to all of them? Or maybe, let's say, if they're a nurse or if they're an office manager or if they're the abortionist, like, do you, do you have a little different message or a, a different approach as you're interacting with the, the people in different roles? Yeah, I guess... Um it depends on the worker um, and the the history we have with them. I, I know, like one of the workers that we've talked, she's came and talked with us quite a few times, and and so um, so we try to we deal with her a little differently, but not not really. I mean, really, this, the blanket should be we we say the same thing to all of them, as um, we can get focused on like that the psychological thing. I think if you kind of try to take one and have a message different for each one or whatever, but the gospel is for all of them. And then, and then, but, uh, but I, I guess the abortionist gets there, you, then you know that that's when the babies are going to die. So you're, the intensity is up a little more, but yeah. it's still, still the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if I'm understanding you right, you're saying like, like we need to main consist, maintain consistency in our messaging but however, uh, there are distinctions. Maybe if if we build a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe there's gonna there's gonna be some differences there if we're able to have more of a conversation with that person where they actually come over and talk to us. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. we're 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 proclaiming the gospel to them and 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 then, but then they come over and talk with you. Well, then you're gonna have a conversation with them. You know, then you're not gonna be. I mean, you'll be sharing the word of God with them and the gospel with them, but it'll be more conversational. And then so after that, then going forward, then you already have that kind of baseline with them, I guess, that you've had conversations with them before. Because I've, I mean, never had a conversation face-to-face with, like, the abortionist, the, yeah. the murderer. So I, but, but yeah, so that kind of changes. But it should all, I think, going forward and, and um, learning from other things, it's like we don't want to seem like we're singling out one worker or another more. I mean, we just want to treat them all the same, and yeah, and the message should be repent and turn to Jesus. Yeah, they're all lost Christians. souls, yeah, who are uh, participating in a great evil, and they need Jesus. Yeah, 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 that's good. But at, at, so, as we're talking about the workers, though, would you say that one of the goals is to get them to quit, like, like 
do we want the workers to quit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we want them to quit and, and leave. And, and there's two that I know that have quit since we've been there. And um, probably a third one, but I think she was only there for a few weeks and then less. I don't know if she was just in there filling in or not. But, uh, but yeah, so now they, I mean, unless they went to another abortion clinic and they're doing the same thing, but at least now they're not, they're not adding more babies to their record, you know, he, you know, but, um, and still working in that industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, then that's how one of the ways that these places close down, <clears throat> if there's no workers and there's no one to, to run the abortion clinic and then the place is closed down. So, I mean, that's one way to, one way to end yeah. each abortion. Yeah. yeah. So kind of wrap it up what we're talking about then like, okay. Yeah. The a goal is to get the workers to quit. However, the means that we do that is we want to be very consistent on uh, through the proclamation of the gospel, through the proclamation of God's law, his truth to, to bear witness to it. Right. Like mm -hmm. not using intimidation tactics and psychological warfare and things like that. We want to be very much if it, 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 the word of God penetrates their heart and their soul, mm -hmm. that, that's what we want to force them out of it. Yeah. Not not. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, not trying to want to be sovereign over when they quit. You know, they'll quit when God sends them away. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So let's get into another specific, you know, as people are out there, um, you know, sometimes people, they'll be out there all day or they'll just take a morning shift, they'll take an evening shift. Um, so let's say we, we went specific on the message and the beginning of the day. Now let's talk about the messaging at the end of the day. Uh, first, on a kill day, what's the message to the workers on that day? And then secondly, on an info day, is or is there any difference? So maybe just, let's talk through that for a little bit. Yeah, so on a kill day, then then we, we know how many babies were killed inside, were murdered inside of the place just from staying there all day. Or, or if we someone else came on another shift, we would tell them how many people are there. And then so you would tell them what what really happened in there and remind them of that let's say eight eight babies were murdered in there today and you were a part of that and that's and and then we lead, tell them to repent and look to look to Jesus and because there is no salvation in what they're doing he is the only thing that can save them but they they're they're looking to that place and in that in that position in their job as for salvation and that's their you know so we just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good, man. So really, um, you, one thing we want to do, uh, is n like, they want to change the narrative, right? They don't, they don't want to use the term murder, murdering. Mm -hmm. They don't want to use the term killing. They want to use, uh, providing a service for women, mm. terminating a pregnancy. So what you're saying is what you want to do is you want to keep, you basically want to bring them back to reality. Yeah. Like we mourn the, the, the murder of these seven babies. Mm -hmm. We mourn them. Our heart breaks over them and you participate. You were one of the instruments to kill those babies. So on that basis, we call you to repentance and turn away from this place mm -hmm. and stop looking to this as a, as a means for salvation, for saving your yourself. Yeah. 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 That's good. And then what, so that that's a kill day. What about on an info day? Do you do anything different or are you pretty, Obviously, babies didn't die that day. So, what would be your typical message on an information day? It's more of the same of you know when they come in 
just telling them, you know, just preaching the gospel to them and telling them that we'll be here again tomorrow and and that God's shown you great mercy, you know, by, by because of his mercy we're here to warn you of this and to point you to Christ, you know, and look to him. And so, yeah. Yeah, good. So very consistent with when they come in on an, per, on an information day. Pretty so, much. Yeah, good, good. Well, I think, man, like, don't you wish when we started that we would have had someone <laughs> with 18 months of experience walk through these little details? Yeah, you know, because yeah. this is specifically for the for the people standing out in front of abortion mills, like we're trying to help equip them for the the small details that are going to take place during the day. Yeah, yeah you want the love of Christ to them to see the love of Christ and 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 the mercy of God, and and don't want to be because what if they're if one of the workers is one of the elect. We don't know that ahead of time. We want them, but we want them to be able to come to us and talk to us if they have questions. Whereas if we're, if we don't, if they don't see that, then they'll be like, well, I don't want to talk to them. They're, you know, they're yeah. kind of mad and stuff. So we don't want to go over there, but we want to be always inviting and them to always know that they can come and talk with us. And that's what we say. No, I say all the time. I always, you know, just come talk to me for a little bit and we can just have a conversation. You know, I've, you see me here for a year and a half. I'm here all the time. I mean, you can just come talk to me anytime. And we can go get coffee or something if you want or whatever, you know. Yeah. Because we don't want them to, we want them to know that they can, that's really important that we want to have a conversation with them, a civil conversation. We don't have to stay on this other side of the parking lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of, one of my favorite quotes is that, uh, re- concerns related to people. Um, I don't know who actually said it. So at this point, it's just my quote. All right. So yeah, yeah, like I always say, um, (laughs) be aggressive in love and humble in truth. Mm. And I I think that's just so vitally important as we're carrying on this ministry is uh, we never want to want to swerve from the truth, Mm -hmm. but there's there, you can still say the truth in a humble way. Yeah. And, and be more aggressive with love, not uh, aggressive with the truth. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Be aggressive with love and humble in truth. Yeah. That's good. How'd you come up with that? You know, I'm just, just brilliant. <laughs> That's you know? good, yeah. <laughs> I stole it from someone who stole it from someone who yeah, stole yeah. it from... Yeah. yeah. That's how, no, it's how the game works. Yeah. All right, let's go through one final thing, then let's talk through some objections. Like, if, if we do interact with workers and they kind of object to us being there, there's just usually... Uh, usually one main thing they'll say to us, to be quite honest, is they'll say... You are judgmental. Mm-hmm. Stop judging me. You think you're a Christian and you're out here judging me? Just leave me alone, right? Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? I I say you're judging the babies and condemning them to death. You're the you're the judgmental one. You yeah. Know, and you're murdering innocent children. Yeah, that's that's huge. So for everyone listening to that, like this Actually, handling this objection that you just heard from Justin is something to apply in pretty much any situation. Out there, yeah. Is what Justin does, and he's taught me, and I do this now, is whenever there's objections, he always brings it back to the true victim, who is the baby. He doesn't go down that that path of debating them, and like they're baiting him with this judgmental thing. And you could, if you start getting into all the sorts of arguments with them, then it, you're just going to detract it from the main issue, which is the baby. Mm-hmm. And Justin does that awesome, man. He always brings it back to the baby. And uh, in fact, last Friday, I had uh, uh, another pastor in the area come out with me. And that's one thing he noticed. He's like, man, anytime uh, someone objects to you is you always bring it back to the baby. And I, I learned that from, from Justin. And that's huge because, mm-hmm. I mean, that again, we're bringing, bringing it back to reality. 
And let's be realistic. Like you, we are judging their actions. Yeah. But there's, there's, they're judging our, you know, so we're judging righteously. Yes. We're judging with righteous judgment because the Bible is very, very clear on this issue that abortion is murder. And if someone is participating in that, they're committing a great offense against God and breaking uh, one of his commandments mm-hmm. of, of murdering. So we are, we are judging righteously, but they're, they, they don't want us to judge based on God's law. They want to judge based on man's law. So that's why, so they're using their worldview to say that we're judgmental, right? Because mm-hmm. man's law would say that uh, just because we're trying to bring out the truth and the reality of what God's word says, that now we're judgmental. But what you do is so good is bring it back to the baby because the baby is the victim. That's who we're there advocating for. That's who we're there representing is the innocent baby that is going to die if, if something does not change. Yeah, there's a lot of objections, you know, from uh, moms or dads, uh, supporters that would say, you know, oh, you're you're um, harassing these women or or you're doing this or that. And you can always point it back to, well, they're harassing the babies and they're going to murder their children. You know, that's yep. that's the victim. And, yep. then, and then it just they just usually don't have anything to say after that or they'll go off on some other tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're bringing it back down to the the main point. Yeah, which they don't want to think about. They don't want to think about the baby. They just think about themselves. Yeah. So you bring the, try to bring the baby into as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, like another common one we'll hear a lot is, you don't know my situation. You don't know me. How, how, can, how can you share anything with me? And we can say again, but we know that baby is going to die, and that's who we're here for. I would love to hear more about your situation. Mm-hmm. If you'd come talk to me, I'd love to hear more about your story. Yeah. But right now, I know the baby's story. Yeah. And the baby's going to die unless if nothing changes here so yeah yeah and come tell me your story and how i can help you know yeah that's good so with the workers again just always bringing it back to to the to the baby i would say that's the the biggest objection um outside of that pretty much anything they say is going to always relate back to that issue <laughs> would you say or uh, was there anything else you'd want to share on this point yeah that's usually the the main thing, you know, like they tell me, look up the word judge, judging in the dictionary, you need to look that up, you know, and so I just say, well, you're judging the baby and, and you should look up the definition of murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, in fact, that reminds me of one story that you had uh, with the owner of one of the abortion mills. She was actually telling you that you, she, she was telling you, why are you here that you could be doing so much other good things you could be helping to fix the water in Flint. And your answer was, well, you know, when people are dying, you have to prioritize. So since you're murdering babies, that's why I'm here. If you stop murdering babies, that's going to give me time to go do other things. But right now babies are being murdered. So I got to kind of prioritize my time. Yeah. 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 That's kind of high priority when dozens of babies are being murdered in that place. Yeah. I mean, we can deal with the water, but later, <laughs> but right now there's babies dying in there. Yeah, they're not even I mean, gonna be able to drink the water. Yeah, so I mean, you, the cops come to stop a mass shooting or something, or they tell the cops that like, you should go fix the water and stop worrying about the babies, the children dying in the kindergarten class. I mean, yeah, just nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good stuff. Um, all right, guys. So, listen, as you're heading out to the abortion mills, like understand that we firmly believe that abortion is going to be ended through a grassroots movement of the church rising up and go uh going 
being a visible res- representation on site at abortion mills across the country. And you guys listen to this are, are the ones doing that. You're, you're yeah. the heroes and man, we're, we're here for you guys and we can't wait until there's people all across this country at each and every abortion mill. But as you're doing it, remember that these workers, um, they're enemies of Christ and they need the gospel. Yeah. And our job is to simply be there and to herald the gospel message of Jesus Christ that if they find that offensive, that's okay. But we want to try not to be offensive to them. We want to be aggressive with love, humble with truth, and just be a faithful witness to Jesus Christ, even to the workers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and tune in as we continue to do more of these training podcasts to help uh, equip our uh, frontline uh, ministry partners to do the, the work to end abortion now.